In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. With the second attack, it's going to grab at you and then throws you. Woo! Uh, I'm going to see exactly how far he throws you. He may throw you outside the crater. And now the giant is left alone inside the crater with the two of you. I'm going to use shatter. And at this point, you have a disadvantage because I hit you with my, uh, I have Eldritch Strike. And I hit you with my Battle Axe. Dexterity check. I rolled uh, an eight total. I have 13, so you failed. Yep. So I take full damage. (laughs) I still have to roll, though. We all know. I know. We all know. Use someone else's dice. I'm not scared. Oh! Wamberbash, suddenly a white gleam shows where Farron's axe comes arcing through the air and it buries itself right between his eyes and with a groan that shakes the earth under your feet he begins to fall forward his shadow looms over you as the giant lies still upon the snow From the edges, working towards the inner parts, he begins to crystallize, slowly at first, and then gathering in speed, until at last, there is a crystal form of a prone giant lying at the base of the pillar. The higher you go, the less desire you have to actually make it to the top, but finally at last, bone-weary from both the fight below and the draw of the pillar on your energy, Uh, has sapped you of really a lot of your will. And panting, you get to the top to find an enclosed glass case. Okay, I'm going to open up the case. With the three of you working together, you manage to lift the lid and slide it to the side, set it down. And after a moment, the woman sits up and she positively beams at the three of you. I am Tessatura. It is a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for rescuing me. And Tessatura bows one last time and then spins slowly at first and then with increasing speed seems to melt down into the crystal and there's a little shimmer of sparkles and then she's gone from sight. Before my spoon heats up too much, I sort of take my mantle and sort of like wrap it around the spoon to kind of hold it so that it's not touching my skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can feel the warmth through your cloak. And then with a force of will, portals open up around the top of the pillar. Hello, stackers, and welcome back to another episode of Stack of Dice. Before we roll into today's episode, I wanted to share that uh, it's been a big month for us for downloads. It seems like every day we've, I don't know what the average is, but it's significant for us. Uh, And especially we want to thank our listeners in Canada and Australia because they've had a a big surge recently 
And of course, we never want to forget our fellow Americans. We want to thank you for all the listens and uh, just keep on sharing it with your friends. If you want to interact with us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Stack of Dice. And of course, you can email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mom. Catherine as Farron. With Tessatura's departure, the bubble of warmth she created about you begins to fade ever so slowly. The first sign is that the howl of the wind, which had been relegated to background noise for the last minute or so, begins to increase. Also, the smell of cut grass is tapering off, increasingly replaced by the smell of the cold, fresh air. The portals shimmer around you, casting the light of their various scenes onto the stone at your feet. So just as a quick reminder, you saw an island, an evergreen forest, a late evening scene with plains leading to a mountain, or to a range of mountains, jungle vines, and broken land. What do you choose? The forest. Yeah, well, let's go with the forest. All right. You step into the shimmering portal. And as the last of you steps through, there is a moment of silence atop the snow-scoured peak. A random swirl of twisting wind dances across the bottom of the crater, spraying white flakes onto the purple crystal form of the fallen giant. Already, new fallen snow is settling onto the jagged stone. Silence reigns for a long minute. Then, there is a shift in the corner of our eye, and from the heaps of snow around the crater's edges, one dark, twisted form after another stands from its hiding place in the cold. The tusked and hunched forms around the rim make no noise at first, but raise their hands in silent unison, all pointing inward toward the smooth faces of the pillar. Then, one of them howls something in a harsh and guttural tongue. To Tira's ear, some of the words would sound tantalizingly like dwarvish, but altered. The wind rips away the words, however, and the twisted ones continue their chant, seemingly oblivious to the cold. The crystal form of the fallen giant twitches, not in movement of limbs, but as a whole, rocking gently. A pinkish-white light flares from within the pillar, with gathering intensity. Then like a great metal piece being attracted by a massive magnet. There's another twitch of the giant, and its form slides through the snow, plowing up great banks and it slams into the side of the pillar, and then begins to merge with it. In moments, it has become one, an indistinguishable addition to the slender spire. The crater rumbles as the Tower of Crystal shifts, beginning to twist free of its ancient moorings. The Urku howl again, and fall to their faces in the snow. All of this is lost to Tira, Bash, and Farron, though, as they are inside the portal. You have other concerns. Your bones creak and your skin stretches as soon as you break the plane of the portal, and then you're falling through space, tumbling sideways as the light streaks around you. The shimmer of the portal behind you shows one last glimpse of the windblown crater before you're whisked away. When you're aware of your surroundings again, there's a strong smell of pine around you. A night breeze plays about you, although you're shielded from the full effect by tall evergreens that creak as they shift ever so slightly. Aside from that, and the suddenly loud sound of your own breathing in your ears, 
it is silent. What time of year is it? Spring. Spring, okay. And um, it's nighttime? Yes. Rest. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. Um, we should try to set up a, some type of camp or something. Um, I'm going to gather some wood. Okay. As you begin to move, Tira, you realize you're standing on a path. You did remember glimpsing it through the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's apparent that even though you're in a remote place, the path seems well-maintained. The angle of the ground around you would seem to indicate that you're standing on either a very high hill or maybe even a mountain. Just a short way down the path ahead, the trees seem to come to a stop, revealing the cold gleam of white stars in the night sky. A yellowish crescent moon rides low there. Is it level enough for us to make camp, or does it seem like we need to move away from this exact spot? It varies. I mean, you'll find enough space. But we're on the top. Not on top. You're on the incline. We're on the incline, but we're... Yeah, Yeah, you're not at the top. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, I'm thinking we should at least get off the road. Get off the road! road. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find cover in the trees and set up a camp. Tira is suddenly feeling very weary. Yeah, it is frigid out at this time of year, being as high as you are Mm -hmm. and as far north as you are. Mm -hmm. uh, Your relatively thin clothing is not suited for this very well. Oh, goodness. But it's warmer than from where we came. It is definitely warmer than from where you came. Do we have any cloaks? I mean, we have traveler's clothes and stuff, so I'm going to pull out... Mm-hmm. That stuff and like the, the clothes that I got from way back when, when we had to do dress up. Yeah. Me and Tira. So I'm going to put on layers and stuff and kind of share. Well, I mean, you're going to get warm here in a second. I'm going to start a fire. So yeah. I know, I know, but still. Yeah. While still you're fire. rustling through your pack, bashes, you can hear him tromping through the trees, picking up pieces of wood. And before, sure-handedly. Yeah. He's back in his element now. That's right. Before long, you have an armful of wood of varying sizes from kindling up to logs. And before long, you have a merry fire crackling in the trees. Tira is going to look around skyward just for a second because she remembers how the last time we were able to see the pillar ascending from a distance just for the sake of being sure that it actually happened and also maybe trying to get a sense of where they are compared to where they came from. She's going to look skyward and see if she sees any evidence of the pillar ascending. Nothing yet. I don't see anything. Is the pillar is the pillar going to ascend? I think we did everything we were supposed to. I don't see it ascending. Do you? No. Maybe we're too far. Where are we? Does anyone know? I don't. It's still cold here. It makes me makes me think we may not have come too far from where we just were. Okay, we should be able these to see branches it. Branches and everything. So I want to set myself up with some uh, like a bed here, right next to the fire. Bash is clearly unconcerned. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm just going to continue to busy myself with preparations, but she is not going to be able to keep her eyes from the sky every few seconds. She's looking and and a little bit concerned. We didn't get any food, did we, from them? We We just ate. ate. You actually had a huge feast, You might have some stuff in your pocket still. No, I tore that junk up. Yeah. You do feel... Between the three of you, it's an unspoken thing, but you do feel something building, as though there's a a tension that is rising within each of you. You feel as though you're suddenly aware that you're standing crooked, Hmm. but this tension makes you feel like there's going to be something happening soon. 
Hopefully not eight hours soon. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's referring to the ascension of the pillar because the world always feels off kilter. You settle down around the fire. Maybe some low conversation among you from time to time. Bash is surly because of lack of food. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that you want to do, take care of whatsoever? Not really, no. Okay. So you find yourselves drifting off to sleep one by one. Tira, maybe I'm assuming you would probably be the last given your anxiousness about Mm -hmm. seeing the pillar ascend. Yes. Through the night, uh, even when you do fall asleep, you suddenly jerk awake. Yes. And looking up, you can see the very dark shape of the pine trees. You can see the sky through them just fine. Uh, And then the the inky black of the sky beyond, but no, no sign. And I still have that off-kilter feeling. Yes. Almost as though you're about to roll down. Every time you lie down, yeah. you feel like you're about to roll down the hill. Yeah. You're not, but it feels like it. Sure. In fact, you've stowed yourself between some pine tree roots. Just in case. Yeah, you're kind of braced, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nothing. And you awaken in the morning to the rosy finger dawn, effects of a full rest. Yes. Hit points, side points, magic slots, all restored. Rages. The sun is just beginning to lighten the eastern sky. Although it's hard for you to see, now that the sun is starting to rise, your immediate environment is beginning to purple around you. And you see that you are in what amounts to a small cut through a mountain ridge. With stone walls facing inward, uh, you find you're probably in a, in a pass that is a couple hundred feet wide, jammed with pine trees but otherwise uh, sheltered from the worst of wind and weather. I'm going to, um, I, I, while I was gathering the wood, I found fat wood. So I'm going to take like maybe like maybe eight or nine pieces just so it's easier to make a fire later. Okay. Uh, so you stow some kindling in your, in a bag somewhere. You're making these final preparations. There's that, I don't know, have you been camping before? Mm-hmm. There's something about morning sounds around a camp where they just seem clearer and closer. Last time, man, we had some squ- uh, raccoons roll up. Oh, no. And I was like, man, we need to get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear something jangling. It seems to be coming from the direction of the road. How far away are we from the path? Did we go like maybe 20 feet, 30 feet? I'll leave it up to you how far. You've got maybe 150 to 200 feet on either side of the path mm-hmm. before you get to the stone walls. I'd say we went maybe about 30 feet into the okay. into the trees just to make sure that we were... We could see the road, but people from the road couldn't see us. Did we keep the fire running all night? No, because we all slept. So whenever it went out, it went out. I mean, I, mean, I suppose one of us was on watch. I would like, think like, a, because of log. the cold he's describing, we did keep it on. I guess maybe every time night. Tira jerked awake, she poked the fire a little bit. And okay. But it was just embers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there is a smoky smell in the air, and you hear a horse snort. Somebody's coming. I don't know if Bash is awake yet. <laughs> he said we were awake. Okay. I make I stamp out the fire. I make sure that there's mm-hmm. no nothing else going on and no Uh-oh, Girl Scouts. Yep. No um no more smoke okay. coming up from mm-hmm. that and Will you give me No a survival check? All of us are just her. Fair enough. Because she's the one who's stamping out. If she fails, our feet are gonna catch on fire. Come on, I know how to put out a fire. Yeah. Yes. 18, 18 plus whatever. Okay. Plus whatever. You make it, nothing. yeah, you make it with a minimum of noise. Mm. That's really what I was going for. And uh, there is a small amount of smoke that stirs up, but nothing more than is already in the air. 
uh, Bash sort of like goes over like by a tree to sort of seal most of his body from from the path just to make sure that I'm looking at them and they're not necessarily looking at me. Okay. You hear the horse snort one more time. The underbrush here is dense enough that um, you're not really able to see much okay. from, from where you are. Hmm. Even from down low yeah, they're on below the ground, us. like underneath the, the tree canopy. I mean, if it's pine trees, it's not. Yeah. I don't know how far up from the ground they are. You know what I mean? I'm trying to look under the trees. Is that It's still helping? thick enough, yeah. Gotcha. Who has good stealth? Anybody? Nope. I, I don't, I, mine's not colored in. I do have an 18 on dexterity. What do you have? 14? 14. I guess maybe I I'm probably 16. the best one I have one acrobatics. To... And you are also the one who grew, Athletics. Yeah, grew yeah. up in the woods. Yeah. So. yeah. You want me to see if I can get a little closer? Yeah, to see if to... you can see who it is because I'm wondering, well, can jangling you... is not going to, is probably not going to be that, we're too far away for that Ritter to be chasing us anymore, but. Can you use any side points to increase your Why are you trying vision? to spend my side points? Do you have anything that increases? I do. Your I have keen. I have keen senses that would uh, uh, increase my vision. But I. Sh- I probably should. If something's in my. It's not that important. If something's in my way, I, no matter how, how what good my eyesight <laughs> yeah. is, I can't see. This is very interesting. I can see, I can yeah. see through a tree. <laughs> There's a bug on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna try to get closer. Okay, uh, if you can give me a stealth check, assuming you're moving stealthily. Yeah. 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 Fifteen. Uh, Eighteen. Okay. You move very stealthily. You position your feet so that they step only on the thickest parts of the pine needle cover of the floor of this little forested area. You almost put your foot down on a twig and you shove it to the side very gently. That's right. Ding. And then you find yourself in a position where you can look out to the trail. You see a, a slight bend in the trail through this stand of trees and there is a pony tethered to a tree. Okay, so there's no rider on him. Correct. But one that tethered him to the tree. A dude. Can you see the guy? Look for the guy. Yeah, I'm looking around now. All right, if you'll give me a, I guess it's not spot anymore, maybe perception. That's colored in. Mm. Luck point. Luck point. <laughs> on a perception? You just uh, don't dude, see anything. He, I mean, like, I could... I but could, he could be discovered. That was a crit. He's that not was, trying to move. He's just trying to see. It doesn't matter. If you roll a one, something bad... Something bad Something bad happen, happened here. Yeah. So, something bad. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Okay. 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh, I'm sorry, 20. The pony has its ears perked up, and its tail is twitching. Uh, you see that the pine needles around its feet have been stirred, and there is a low bird call. Now, uh, I, I assume there's like tackle on the, on the, like, I mean, is there like. Yeah, what's the jangling? There are saddlebags. Okay. And, okay. But really the jangling is coming from the bit. Okay. In the pony's mouth. But I hear um, no human sounds per se. Correct. But it's a low bird call. Maybe it's one of those whistlers. Side but we're. You can hear. If you do side points, you can hear stuff. If you can't see this rider. We're taking too long. He's doing checks. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll spend some side points that are not fine uh, that are finite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you got them all right now. Why are you being stingy? Why's your mom being stingy? Um, <laughs> all right, so <laughs> there's two points uh, I, for keen senses. What is your armor class? Uh, my armor class is 17 at the moment. Something streaks in front of your face. There is a cracking sound. An arrow is sticking out of a tree inches away from your face. The black and white banded shaft 
is quivering, and the feathers are black, and the cock feather is white. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. The moment it and and goes into the thing, I'm gonna say we've got company, and it's bad. <laughs> so you just give away your position. We've got company. Hey, look, yeah. he almost. Yeah, either it was a warning shot or he knows where I am anyway. Yeah, so it's true. Um, with that, I am going to ooh, because <laughs> if I retreat, don't you get like a shot of opportunity? Yeah. Um, I'm going Run to, backwards. I'm going to lay really, really <laughs> flat. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay lay flat all the way down as flat as I possibly can be. There. Okay, you go prone. Okay, that will make you doubly hard to hit. However, you've given up your mobility to right, do it. Right. You hear Bash from mm-hmm. from the campsite not far away. Yeah. Uh, you are sitting there when you hear Bash suddenly call out. Somebody's here. And she's going to take out her axe and not go prone, but get even lower. I'm already low to the ground. Get low to the ground and start like, you know, side stepping Mm -hmm. down. Crab walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Side stepping down the the slope to where his voice. Okay. They shot an arrow. Okay. Cloak of protection goes on. So... I'm. Uh, I have all my my gear and everything was already ready to go. I'm all packed mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just gonna follow, kind of facing opposite of Tira and staying down low, so you know our field of vision is accounted for okay. all the way around. And with my hand axes and, and both, actually no, with my whip. Am I keen enough to tell the direction, general direction from where it came, sure. the arrow, because of the way it's into the tree? Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend two side points for tough hide. Okay. Um, so I am going to uh, stand up. Is that an action? Okay. No, it'll take half your movement. I am going to start running in the direction of the arrow. The, the direction that it came from. Yeah, yeah. You begin charging up the slope, and as you go, you hear ah, laughter ah, that seems ah. to shift around you. Oh man, we're as surrounded, you go. dude. Okay. <laughs> and then you hear the bird call again. I hear a mountain lion. (laughs) Can I mimic the bird call? Or is it a little bit too light? Is it... (laughs) Are you like some weird thing? Or is it like a... Or something like that? You are certainly welcome to do it. Okay, I'm going to try to just mimic the bird call. Okay. That may be confused. Like if it's a signal, if I I do a call, it might say, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, give me a nature check, if you would. You know I don't have that colored in. I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> seven? Okay. I'm sorry, eight. Seven? eight. How are you getting okay. anything? I'm not, I'm not adding my proficiency bonus or anything. You whistle, and it ends up sounding like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> How do you whistle like a duck? I whistle, and it's... <laughs> 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 it's more spit than it is whistle. <laughs> You know, I never did learn to whistle out in the woods. He just released COVID out. (laughs) (laughs) Get him! You have now dated this podcast. Yes. Uh, There's a laugh from somewhere nearby. (laughs) Nice try, buddy. Stop laughing at me. I tried to whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Have I arrived anywhere yet? We're just growing down low. You slide in next to Womber. Well, actually, Womberbash is taken off. Yeah. yeah, you get to where he was. Where the, where the arrows in the tree? Yeah, you see the arrow still thrumming in the tree. All right. So uh, have we seen this kind of arrow before? No. The black and white? But no. the black and white indicates it's Reaver Morden guys. Oh, that. well, that's what, kind of what I was yeah. getting at. Like, yeah. Okay. Cresting the ridge, you see three horsemen, or three 
pony riders as they hear that bird call, the first bird call, the real bird call, uh, they slide off their ponies and two of them draw great swords from scabbards at their waist. Okay, I'm going to draw my penavis. The third holds his hand up. You see a brief flash and then a energy pur- beam, a purplish glow <laughs> surrounds him momentarily. And then it how, how far away shimmers out of sight. How far away is he from me? I'm going to say they are about 80 to 100 feet away. Okay, fantastic. I'm going to do energy beam right at the guy who... We're going to roll for initiative. Oh. Ah. Ah. Okay, here <laughs> okay. we go. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Man. <laughs> we don't get no kind of retreat. I can expeditious retreat. I need you guys. What the? <laughs> <laughs> it's always there. Like, I'm always thinking. Yeah. Just... All right, Wamberba, or Tira, what's your? 13. 19. 13. Who has the higher dex mod? Uh, minus two. Minus three. Okay. I can't believe we were getting ready to fight again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's my? Oh, okay. The dice have been warming up. I see. Wish we had just like pixie ducks or something. We could just like. Mm-hmm. And then all of them were like, yeah. huh, what? Yeah. I don't even know why I'm here Actually, there, there's a couple of now, spells that cause like, dude, confusion and dude, stuff. Dude, 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 they're whistling to each other. They're you, bird I, calling. I, well, he but, said bird calling. That's true. I was going to say, we need to take that whistle nectar or something. I mean, you can ask the question if it sounds hey, that's, like- No, that's that's actually not a bad actually, idea, Actually, yeah, but we're only together, so let's yeah. sip that right now. Yeah. But we had to get Bash involved somehow. So he can understand <laughs> us, yeah. Okay, the order is Womber Bash, me, Farron- Tira. And let's stick to that order because at the giant fight, <laughs> I got something mixed up. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Wait, Womberbash, you, me, her. Tira. All right, Womberbash, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to, uh, I, I can't do energy beam and do, I can't be moving and do my energy beam. That's not, it's just me. I think I have to stop to, to sort of squat a little bit to build up the energy to expel it. So I, I'll, I'll stop running at the moment. I'm going to look right at the dude that had... Was it a horn or something? No, you no, just put his fist up. Fist up. At that guy, I am going to uh, lightning that guy with energy beam. Okay. And he has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Seven. Okay. Uh, it, it's 15 and he failed it. So, all right. It is 4d8. Come on. None of that six garbage <laughs> that I did last time. <laughs> that was hilarious. Okay, well, six. Uh, Twelve. Twelve points of damage. That's French for hurt. Lightning crackles around his form. There's another flare of purple light, and nothing seems to have affected him. He's got a force field, yo. Okay, so you guys have obviously seen that, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Let's go towards that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Run with me, friend, toward the danger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That must be Bash. Let's go. Take it off. All right. I keep running, by the way, after that. After I do the, the beam, I keep running toward them. Gotcha. Several more arrows come shooting at you. That's a miss. 23. Yes, that's a hit. 23. That is a hit. I don't think you're rolling those dice correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Ten points. Another thirteen on the two hits. Okay. The first arrow breezes your hair. Well, it doesn't even do that. It's it's way off to your left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the other two hit you left side. Okay. And you continue your mad dash forward. Yep. The two swordsmen atop the ridge charge at you, but they're going to have to close the gap. So Yeah, because you said it was 90? No, it was 80 feet? Yes. Okay. Do you still have tough hide? I do. Okay. That only gave me plus two. My, my armor class is a 19, so... Yeah, so the 223s definitely hit. Mm-hmm. 11, not even close. The one at the back with the glowing fist keeps his fist clenched and gestures ornately. Mm. And one of the two swordsmen stiffens slightly. And he seems to have a, a crusty exterior to him now. Okay. Tough hide. He slows down. His movement is not affected, but his movements seem more jerky now, and okay. he seems to have more weight to him as he steps forward. Oh, man. He turned him to stone or something. I need to do one thing first. Okay. Ooh, okay. As he casts that spell, sud- suddenly uh, the guy with the glowing fist turns into a box and falls onto the ground. What? All right, that is it for my turn. It is Farron's turn. Can I see anybody right now? Any foes? I'm going to say you basically tumble out onto the path. Up ahead, you see Womberbash running toward them, just as the two arrows slam into his left side. So you're behind Womberbash, and up ahead at the top of the ridge, you can see three people. The archer is nowhere in sight. Brent, that was going to be my question real quick. The arrows are not coming from those three guys. Correct. Okay. Okay, so can I... Um... <laughs> You're going to be like, no, that takes every move. Can I stow my uh, whip and take out my bow and arrow? I think we've said that is fine Okay. as a bonus. If you throw your whip down. Oh, I have to throw it, not put it yeah. on Yeah, right. stowing it makes it. Uh, okay, fine. Like I guess I'll pick it up later. Yeah. But uh, okay, so I'm going to drop the whip and get out my long bow, and I'm going to try to hit uh, the person on the left. 12 plus 9, 21. You're attacking the stone-looking guy, or or the other? That's guy. who I see on the left. Then that's who it is, okay. I guess. You I'm just, I'm, I can't. I'm just reacting. Mm-hmm. I don't really get a whole lot of time to mm-hmm. examine. <laughs> and that, yeah, and then I'm the just other gonna guy. try my luck at yeah, any sure. of them, right? Twenty-one. Mm-hmm. That will hit. Okay, so now I just roll for damage. Uh, three, four, six. Does it look like it's doing any damage to him? For one thing. Before he had this effect put on him, it, he was wearing full plate armor. Uh, so your four damage so is, is just like about tink? four damage. It yeah. yeah, it it maybe found a slight gap, but with whatever has happened to him, uh, it barely does anything. Basically, he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't even. Yeah, and there's another guy that just looks like a guy, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna hit him. Yep. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Seventeen plus nine. That's a hit. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Um, They're getting better. And nine. Better. That one has much more effect. Okay, and I will hit him again then. Ooh, are you sure? Uh, that would be a two plus nine. That is a miss. Okay. Don't keep. Don't be cocky next time. <laughs> Just say, let me see if I can try to hit him. Just try not to. <laughs> Great job, the kid. One in the don't get cocky. Can I, can, I, <laughs> can I pick up my whip now as a bonus action? No, you've already used your bonus action. Bonus action, you dropping it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm done. All right. Now it's... Tira, it is your turn. Well, I have literally nothing I can do because there is nobody to melee. <laughs> I mean, I can keep running. Mm-hmm. The arrows are coming from a different direction to these people that we're running towards. Yes. Am I able to tell that? I, I notice that direction? Yeah. 
off to the left side of the path as you're heading up towards these three at the ridge. Okay, out. yeah. So when those arrows go whizzing by, she immediately looks in that... You said left. Immediately looks in that direction. <laughs> she's going to immediately... Her head's going to whip that way, and without a word to Farron, she's going to take off in that direction. Okay. So You go crashing through the bushes. Mm-hmm. I will say that running through the underbrush is going to slow you okay. um, to two-thirds speed as you're okay, barreling you through do the math. I can go 35, which is two-thirds of 35. <laughs> Basically 20 feet. 20, 22 and a third. Yeah. Uh, as you go, why don't you roll a... Let's go with perception. That seems to make the most sense for the situation. Mm, of course it does. Yes. Yeah. Um, 19. Okay. You see a flicker of movement ahead, maybe about 50 feet. Can't quite tell what it is, but you see it. Can I redouble my efforts and sprint? Yeah. All right. For another 20 feet. Mm-hmm. You get to that point where you see the flicker, you, yeah. your head jerks that way. my heading. And then, yeah, you just yeah. steer. Yeah. And at the very least, that's going to provide a distraction. They're probably not going to be start keep, keep shooting in our direction. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be focused on, right. on her, which is dope. Right. Uh, as you come to the end of your dash... You see that this person, it is a, a guy, uh, he's wearing uh, more manageable armor. He's actually perched on a low branch in a tree. Uh, so that'll be it for this turn unless yeah. you want to do anything else. Um, I have no spells. Uh, I'm not going to bother going into a rage now. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Back to the top. Wamberbash, it is your turn. Okay, so since I'm 30, I'm gonna stop. Sh- I'm gonna I'm gonna go my, the extent of the 30. So uh-huh. now I'm around 50 feet ish away, and I'm going to do mind thrust on the crunchy guy. Okay, go for it. Oh, uh, succeeds on an intelligent saving throw. I'm going for it. Yes. Natural 20. Okay, you failed. <laughs> um, roll again. <laughs> okay, so um, nothing happens then. Uh, you feel the fingers of your thoughts trying to probe into his head, but they clink off of the the stone surrounding him. All right, I'm just going to then continue forward. Okay. It is my turn. With a a pop, the box turns back into the guy. He looks around confusedly, so he's actually going to give up this turn, trying to get his bearings. Hmm. What in the world just happened? Hmm. Uh, A few black petals come drifting off of him. Hmm. Hmm. As he resumes his human form. However, the two fighters come at you. And they come swinging. Now, uh, if, if they're 50 feet away, what's their, what's their distance? How, they can close that? Uh, okay, you're right. Okay. And I'm like, what? I was happening? like, holy mackerel, how'd they get How'd they get, the, <laughs> how'd they how'd they get, get to me? Yeah. They, they move in a measured pace towards okay. you. Okay. All right, so they're going to basically brace themselves for you uh, for next round. However, three more arrows come arcing towards you. It really? Wow. Even with Tira. Well, he's not necessarily seen her. Oh, okay. Yeah, she hasn't gotten to him yet. Um, that's probably going to miss. 12 is definitely a miss. 18 is a miss. miss. That one was very close. Yeah. And 19 is going to hit. Ooh. <laughs> 13, 14, 15 points of damage. Now, Tira, you hear the snap of the bowstring right above you. Snap, snap, snap. And uh, the first two, you can hear a, a quiet curse muttered under his breath. But that last one, you hear a grunt of satisfaction. Mm. All right. Now it is Farron's turn. Farron, what are you going to do? 
How far away am I from the bad people? You're still about the 80 foot mark back. I guess about 50. What is the range at which I have dis- like, you know, disadvantage with the bow? I don't know. What that you're is. fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're fine. Um, it says the range on the longbow is 150 to 600. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, you're fine. You're okay. 600 is the maximum. You cannot shoot beyond that. 150, anything beyond that, you're rolling at disadvantage. Okay, okay. I thought there was something about them being too close for some reason. There is that too. If you're in hand-to-hand range and shooting a bow, they have advantage on... Yeah, because they can just grab the bow and be like, no. (laughs) So, um, yeah, basically go for it. I think I'm going to actually use magic missile on the guy that just was a box. Okay. Can we tell if his... Is his fist still purple? It flares whenever he does stuff, but uh, it's not purple at the moment. Okay. I mean, that's why Farron's doing a, a spell because she figures, let me just yeah, maybe test magic this out on damages. this guy. Yeah, maybe magic damage. I'm six. Okay. You send the missiles streaking toward him and with a casual flick of his wrist, another wall of invisible force jumps up in mm. front of him and they splash against it and dissipate. Nothing, Nothing happens. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, so I have one more thing to do. So um, I'm going to just use uh, my arrow on uh, the regular guy. Uh, is that part of your war magic thing? It's Yes, it's war magic to use the cantrip and then an attack. Magic missile's not a cantrip. Oh, okay. So all I can do is a bonus. I'll just pick up my, my whip. Okay, good. All right, that sounds... Put that, put that... Stow it. I'm stowing it. Great. That's it. Tira. So you said I could hear the, the bow snap. Does that mean that I've arrived? Yeah, your movement yeah. this round will put you under his branch or, or whatever range you want. Okay. You said it was a low branch. Mm-hmm. Can I reach it? Am I in melee range? It's about five or six feet up. Okay, so I'm over four feet, and then the axe is, you know, probably a, at yeah. least two feet, right? Yeah, you could chop that branch out. Yeah, so I'm going to, I am. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try and just like hit, uh, I guess, attack them. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. The branch Do it. and make him fall. Roll and it. branches have low Let's uh, see. armor classes. <laughs> oh, thank goodness, because that's only a 13. <laughs> Your axe chops into the branch. Uh, 10. Okay. The branch shudders. You hear a startled gasp, and he starts to clutch for something, but you get your second yeah, attack. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just going to whack at that branch again. Yeah, that's better. 25. That's even better, too. Um, 13. You shear through the branch. There is a cracking sound that resonates through this whole area. And then a scream as the guy falls. <laughs> he is going to take... Yes, damage from falling. Wow, yes. full damage. <laughs> Whoa, nice. I might have nicked him with the axe. <laughs> no, he lands on the branch. Oh, ooh, and he's impaled and he's dead. No, he's oh, not dead. Okay. <laughs> and impaled him through the heart. You should. It would be so awesome if you could like put your axe underneath him as he falls <laughs> and just cut him in half <laughs> right on the axe. He's lying on the ground over the branch and his eyes are all big as he's looking at you, but it only lasts for the briefest moment. And then he snarls and you can see his, his face is creased and scarred and everything. But, he has, oh, but she has a vantage right next time because he's laying down, right? Yeah, but he's going to get to go before Yeah, her. he goes before me, so he'll be able to get oh, up. Yeah. He's a f- nice try. Well, I think he's luck. a fighter class yeah. or something because he hit you. He hit three mm-hmm. times with the arrow, so it makes sense. Yeah. He, uh, he snarls something in a language you don't understand, mm-hmm. and he's already starting to, to writhe around to, to get ready to get up. 
he is wearing black and white. Oh, buddy. All right. Now, does my turn just now count as an attack on him or was it an attack on the tree? An attack. Oh, you're asking about your mom. Yes. It, it does. It's against okay. the tree. Imagine your mom attacking a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't like, know. What? what? <laughs> yeah, you better just stand there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Don't you attack my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All okay. Right. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. I think that's it. She Wombard just yeah. gets in her stance and face is set and she's ready for. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to imbue my weapon uh, for a brute strike. If I hit on my next turn, I'm going to spend seven side points for that. Gotcha. And as my action, I am going to um, choose the crackly guy and do blind spot. Uh, You must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or I am invisible to the crunchy guy. Wisdom 14 total. Uh, That is a fail. So I am now invisible to Crunchy Guy. One moment. Mm-mm. Okay. And that is it. Good. That was an action. Gotcha. Crunchy Guy. <laughs> His new name. <laughs> draws up just a briefest moment as you fade from sight. Seeing Farron further down the hill just heads for her. Nice. <laughs> which one was this? Which, wait, wait, which this, this one, is one was the one, this? The, the, the Crunchy Guy? Yeah. Crunchy Roll? Okay. <laughs> the other one... Sees you still, Correct. and he veers in your direction, Wombra okay. Bash. And he whiffs all three. Goodness. All three of them. That's significant. I'm having some pretty low rolls over here well, today. I touched your dice while you were over there. Oh, okay. Is that no, what I'm just I joking. <laughs> <laughs> However. What? <laughs> the purple guy. Mm. I wish he would turn back into a box. Yeah. How, how did we accomplish that? <laughs> what happened there? Mutters something and flings his fingers at you. There's a little spray of pebbles. And then he holds his other hand out and you see glittering in his palm a star stone. Okay. And then he closes his hand back over it. And I would like for you to make a constitution saving throw. 19. You feel as though your limbs are starting to harden. I failed it. And then... With an internal yell that maybe comes out. Well, how do you react to it? You, you, you succeed. Oh, okay. Uh, um, okay. Me, 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 me. Boy. I like it. Yeah. Especially the me, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> and there was time. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't affect you at all. Uh, there's a, a little ripple of energy that emanates from you as you say it and uh, nothing happens and when i say it can i look right at him with a mean look on my face absolutely yes absolutely can you try to do it the charisma is my lowest thing there's no way i'm gonna intimidate that guy (laughs) he's just so lovable (laughs) as you lock eyes with him he raises an eyebrow and then smirks a little bit and he yells i think we need to be going dang Farron, it is your turn. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No. It's your turn. Yeah. The archer on the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nimbly jumps back up to his feet, and as he jumps up, he deftly slides a sword out and whirls around and attacks you. He's, he's going to basically forego one of his attacks because of all that. That's not good. That's probably not good. Uh... Total of 18. Yes. Okay. 
His sword sings through the air, hitting you for 19 points of damage. Oh, baby. Cut the branch out from under me. When the bow breaks, the baby falls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is Farron's turn. Okay. Uh, this crunchy guy, he looks like rock, right? There is a definite rocky crust to him. Okay, I'm going to use shatter <laughs> on him. Now, what does the description say about against? Um, it, it says um, constitution saving throws. Is that what you're asking? Nope. Oh, I saw, oh you want me to read? Yeah. Let me just show you. No, no, just read Let's it. See what? A creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage on the saving throw. He's not made of it. He's just okay. got this effect on him that makes him okay. tougher. So, yeah, but you maybe, can do maybe whatever you, can, maybe you want you can to do the with arm. that. I, okay. But from my point of view, he yeah. looks stony. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to uh, give you a little bump on it. Okay. For your creative thinking. All right. Thanks. Or, or you can take some experience points at the end. Your call. I'd rather beat the foe and deal with experience points later. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Take one for the team. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. And you have to succeed on a, a constitution saving throw. Fifteen. You did, but... I take half damage. Yes. Uh, half as much damage on a successful. Yep. Okay, so, so I take two. Gotcha. No! So I roll... Uh, 3d8 stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a total of four. Not bad. One eight. So you got eight. an eight, a four, and a three. Four, Twelve. Okay, so 15, so half of that. Half of 15. You always round down. <laughs> so seven. Seven. After the cracking of the bell of the tree, there's an even louder one. And Tira, you're familiar with this sound from the fight against the giant. And uh, you know Farron is doing her thing. Good shot. Yeah, and there's nothing else for me to do. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, now he is racing towards you. His weight, his momentum is carrying him down the hill, and uh, he is going to close with you this next round. Are you going to move it all? I just have a hard time envisioning, do I still have my bow in hand then? Yes. I guess I would. Yeah. But I kind of don't want to have the bow anymore. I want to just have like a... Maybe shield and whip. Can I pull my shield out and my, my whip? You can pick one or the other. Uh, I'll take my shield Thank out you. now. Okay, makes sense. You toss the bow aside, sling the shield off, and it slides down your arm and into place, and you just mm-hmm. crouch down and brace yourself exactly. Tira, it is your turn. And remember, he just hit you. I know it. I know. I'm... <laughs> I don't know how to play my own character. Um... <laughs> Tira looks him straight in the eye. So you got your shirt off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tira looks him straight in the eye and says, I'll cut your legs out from under you. And goes into a rage and swings with the fancy axe. For crying out loud. 13. That is a miss. Swings again. (laughs) What happened? Did you miss both attacks? Oh, it's worse than that. Do you have inspiration or luck or anything? Nope. Uh, I rolled a one. All right. You take a bad step on the pine needles and they slip out from under your foot and you go down. No other effect, but you are now prone and spitting mad as you're shooting pine needles out of your mouth. (laughs) She spits blood. 
Oh, okay. At his feet. Gotcha. Womber bash back to the top. All right, so I'm gonna ha- double double hand my panabas and strike the guy that's right, the swordsman that's right there. Hopefully, strike. <laughs> Luck point. Yikes! <laughs> that's two ones in a row. Oh my word, we're cursed. Don't drop it like that. Like roll it. You know what? Luck point. Okay, so you are all out. <laughs> You're all out, man. We're all. This in. better be good. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna use my inspiration. Wow. You rolled a one as well? No, he rolled a uh, one, a four, and a two. Yeah! <laughs> 20. Natural 20, baby. Okay. What? All right. All right, cool. So that is, I spent seven side points on that one. So that is going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, plus my 1d10. Mm. What? 41 points of damage. Wow. Your panavis shakes in your hands. It's so full of energy. And uh, with, with you, uh, I guess, getting frustrated or, or even maybe even a bit freaked out by the guy who's using a star stone, you channel that energy into this strike and you swing and you hit hard, harder than you've hit anything yet. It cleaves into the, uh, into the swordsman's plate armor, leaving a huge gap. And he grunts hard. You have hit him like he's never been hit before. He steps back from it and then begins to stagger backwards and then turns and flees in the direction of the one holding the star stone. At that moment, I turn slowly and I look up at the guy, the glowy fist guy, and just stare, stare at him like, you're next, brother. You're next. Isn't he running away from you right now? No. No, I'm, well, no. no the swordsman is. Oh. Not the glowy, oh, oh, the glowy yeah. fist okay. guy. Okay. He returns your gaze and he begins chanting something and yells, All right, boys, let's go. The one with the stony skin turns and begins running back up the hill. You get a free attack on him. Okay. Hook that up. Shatter. The thing is. <laughs> Me- melee attack. Oh, got it. Because right now I'm just holding my shields. Oh, right, right. Uh, Fling it. You can, <laughs> uh, you can shield bash him. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. So how do I do that? <laughs> uh, you can swing your shield like a weapon. Are you aiming for a certain part or are you? I would just say just like in the middle where I can get the most okay. strength when I, you know, bear down. Just give me a roll. Yep. I'm winging this one. Mm. It's a, I don't know what that would be. It's a seven. It's a seven. And I don't know what, what you're using. Add. Yeah. As an improvised weapon, it's, don't worry about it. Yeah. You miss. Okay. It's like, whew. Oh. <laughs> Look what happens. The guy turns around and runs away, and, and there's a slight pause, and then she goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> slow. <laughs> and Tira. Yes. With a low chuckle, the archer shrugs a little bit, tosses an arrow down, point first into the ground next to your head, and then trots up the hill. As the three reconvene back in front of or near the, uh, near the one with the star stone, there is a, almost like a heat wave effect as they get within range. And then you're looking at them through this wavy wall. I have a question. So crunchy guy passed me and then he turned around and he's running back. So he's going to have to pass me. again. He is. All right. Why don't you take a free attack? Okay. 
And I'm going to roll for something while that's happening. I'll use my Panamas for this one. That's a, a 16 plus three. Okay. You hit. Okay. And um, let's see. That's just Panabas one-handed, so... I'm sorry, sorry, two-handed. Come on. Yes! Oh, that's right. 10. Plus anything? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> 10 plus 6. What? 16 points. Does it do anything to Crunchy Guy, though? He's got like this... Not really. <laughs> Your blade skates along his stony but surface. But I'm still staring at Fist Guy while I do it. Right? <laughs> so I, I'm like, come on! <laughs> it will cut. <laughs> they gather up, and then the uh, the one who cast the spell says, "You've got some toughness to you. We'll let everyone else know down in the valley." And with that, they turn their ponies and they move down the other side of the ridge, and that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, stink! Uh. I wanted to pull a. a- Throwing like something into the wavy, <laughs> like Bellatrix yes! Strange. Yes, <laughs> it's still there. Should I do you, it? you have a dagger. You probably have a dagger, right? No. Throw the dagger right at his eyeball. You want to? You want to my... do a parting shot? Go I for it. I did want to do a parting shot. Yes. But I don't know with what. You don't have a shooting arrow. You've got uh, like in your packs. There usually comes with a dagger, right? You don't have a dagger. I don't know. It just says no. I don't. Because I have Smith stool, uh, Smith stool. I have Smith stools and stuff. Smith stools. Well, actually, go ahead and throw that. That's, that's insulting. Can I? Can I do a? Can I do an arrow shot? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fifteen yeah. plus nine. Yeah. It hits the wall and shatters into splinters. Yeah. Aww. I figured. I figured it as much, but I still wanted to do it. That's okay. I'm down to nineteen arrows. Hey, at least they know. Look, don't be messing with us for real. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, here we go. We're going to end with... We rise up and away. Just high enough to skim the mountaintops of this glacier-cut land. Down below, small groups of black-clad figures move in purposeful directions, bent on business known only to themselves. The thin sunshine of a northern morning does little to warm us as we fly through the air, although its spring winter is slow to release its grip in this part of the world. We gain speed as we go, flying over brilliant green meadows where hard-working farmers have already released their flocks and herds to feast upon the sweet grass. We continue rising past the timberline, now following a narrow track that twists sinuously like a stone serpent winding along stony ridges and the craggy heights of rising mountains. We wonder as we go, what could draw us to this desolate place where the meltwaters are just beginning to trickle down? when suddenly we clear a last ridge and a scene unfolds before our eyes. Below, we see a simple hut, its roof pitched steeply to keep the snow from collapsing. From a single window, yellow light plays on the white blanket around the house. Just outside the front door is a willow branch fence that encloses what might be generously called a garden, scratched as it is from the stony mountainside. Still, some scraggly plants have managed to grow, and here and there pale scars on their stems show that the person inside the hut has taken from them recently. Touching down, we feel an expectant tension in the air, and then a thin voice cackles from within the hut. Soon! Soon! You will be here soon, yes, soon, it says. Inside, 
Through the skin-draped front door, a hunched figure shuffles about a bubbling pot. Gnarled hands rest on an equally twisted walking stick when, with a sudden movement, the ancient woman jabs it down into the glowing mixture and stirs vigorously. Bulky things inside squelch against the cauldron's inner wall before sliding below the surface. Suddenly there's a sharp gasp, and the old woman clutches at the ragged shawl that serves as a barrier to the icy chill of this place. She groans wildly and staggers to where a bit of polished metal has been tacked, crookedly, to a supporting post. She rubs at the surface, then leans in, one wild and wide eye fixed on it through tangles of wispy hair. Her fetid breath mists it slightly, and as the haze retreats, we see a shimmering doorway appear in a stand of evergreen trees and three figures tumbling out of it. With a shrill cry, she whirls about any pain or age seeming to fall away. Oh, thank you, master, for sending them my way. Mother Ulvar will serve you well. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. And succeed where the others have failed. She tosses the walking stick aside to allow the greasy remains of her cauldron to harden on its surface. But if they come by portal... She stops and her gleaming eye widens still more. That means they have raised another. A dull boom sounds, and the hut rocks. She rushes to the door in time to see a distant purple streak in the southern sky. From this great distance, it would seem to be an artifact of the rising sun, except it rises vertically and not horizontally. A moment later, the world seems to shift, and she clutches at the doorframe. But we are already rising past her and streaking back to rejoin Tira Bash and Farron. Now we got witches. Yeah. In addition to the five experience points for the encounter, you get 10 for raising the pillar. And let's hear it for the Norse battle. So um, obviously Catherine gets some points for her um, intuition. About the stone person. About the stone. Yeah, yeah. But There's... he said I have to choose, and I choose. Eh, I'll give you one. No, I'm just talking, not, 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 no, I don't want the points for that. You don't deserve that. I'm just saying, I'm joking, joking. Just your, the way you're, the way you're playing it and like looking yeah. and observing and saying, you know what, Rock, I'm going to shadow that dude. Stuff like that. Yeah. I think anyway. Yeah. Can you say one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I, this is one of those things where I think we get most of our benefits yeah, from in-game. A, yeah, whenever it's a fight episode, it's hard to say, give me extra points for the good hit because yeah. they already got stuff for a yeah. good hit. I mean, I like that Meredith went off to fight, you know, the, the like guy with the too. arrow, even though normally we try to stick together, but she was like, hey, and she just mm-hmm. went for it. I actually thought that was kind of a mistake because once dude turned into crackly dude and everything else, I'm like, man, Tira would be better served taking care of these dudes. But actually, it was awesome that she did it because it, she formed a distraction and stopped him yeah. because homeboy hit me four, no, three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you take one. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to give you inspiration for that also. You're giving me inspiration? For yeah. That? Okay. Uh, because, yeah, because. <laughs> just because. Because just, reasons. Just because he's feeling generous. Well, it was impulsive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, character driven. Gave us a couple different scenes to play. Although it, it seemed like Tira doesn't know her directions. What? Oh, <laughs> like she's like, Meredith she looks it. to the you left. You mean Meredith doesn't know. <laughs> That's a Meredith failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the last episode you were running around the. Pillar. I was running around the. She pillar. was still dizzy. She was still dizzy. From yeah, the exactly. Pillar. I'm she, still all. I'm all seem, disoriented. You seem to like to go off in other directions than I. I mean, the last time you went off running, and then this time yeah. you went off to the, in the forest. That was just a product of the fact that I am little. And only have melee uh, capabilities. Yeah, you yeah. know I can't stand back and just be. You like, don't have a, you don't no, have a crossbow or a um, mm-hmm. anything like that. I have a fancy axe, my original great axe, and one light hammer. She had two javelins also. But yeah, but oh. I, I, you I toss those so. you know what, with the, the grackle. The fight. next you can village. Throw then the javelins. No, right? I don't have them anymore. No, they, oh, she, oh I mean, I, I, I mean the them. light. At the next village, I would say... The light hammer, I could throw... I have one light hammer, and it does almost no damage. Yeah, it's pretty Mm, pretty miserable. It's ridiculous. I have bracers of archery, but I have no bow yet. (laughs) We gotta get you. I know, I need to buy a bow. Yeah, you can throw your axes, technically. I could, but I don't want to get rid... I don't want to lose them. That's true. Then you'd be like... Yeah. Yeah, then I'd be like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something cool that Bash did, because I know he had some good ideas and stuff. I think I got the benefit. First of all, I wasted. F- I, no, it wasn't have, a waste. It wasn't a waste because I wanted to get in the critical. But man, I, yeah. I went through two luck points and, your and my inspirations. You did well, well, the one was the, the yeah. previous The 41 attack. points of damage move was That, that was costly. <laughs> that was costly. It was. But hey, I think worth it. I think yeah. worth it. Well, playing into character, could I get a point for losing one of my arrows at the end? Yeah, that was cool. Oh, I like that. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we'll give you a point for that, too. <laughs> All right, so let's get that recap. Okay. All right. Well, now I got to do math. Hang on. Math it up. Math it up. <laughs> All right. Furball. Are you going to be over? <laughs> yes. Tira is 91 points into Ooh. level 11. Womber Bash is two points into level 12. All right. <laughs> we need to get in a level up episode. Yeah. yeah. Farron is 76 points into level 11. Great. Congratulations. You're moving along. I liked it. You know, moving to a new place, you're starting to get a sense for some things here already in your first five minutes (laughs) of uh, being in this country. And uh, we'll see where everything goes. You're you're not making a good first impression. <laughs> yeah, I hate our choice of the forest. Thinking it's gonna be oh la 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 la. <laughs> Immediately get attacked. Skipping yeah. along in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that's just the way this is. It's the Reavers guys. Yep, they're looking for us. They're looking for us. All right. They're afraid. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Wamberbash, on your level up. And stay tuned, stackers, for a special episode on that. And we will see you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. Thanks for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Michael is Womberbash Benson, Mom. Catherine is Farron. Who's ready to... (laughs) (laughs) And... And Meredith is Tira Ironstack. No, let me do that again. (laughs) I'm all thrown off now. You did throw me off because I was like... (laughs) How do I say my name? (laughs) Yeah, I was was like, wait, what? What's my name? Meredith as <laughs> Nope. Who's ready to tell the story? No. Me. She's like, <laughs> you have to say it like I do. And mm. Meredith as oh, Tira Ironstag. Ironstag. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Michael looking at it. I'm not. I'm not I'm you not. were a second ago. <laughs> and Meredith. <laughs> okay, let's start over. No, 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 no. Okay. With me is. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
guys, if this is the way the episode's going to go, we're going to get one I know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Do it again. With me is? Meredith as Tira Ironstead. Okay, good. (laughs) You just talked over the whole thing. (laughs) That's fine. You can splice that in it. Go ahead. Meredith as Tira Ironstag. All right. So we're good. <laughs> She's about to laugh as she says. You're going to hear it. Meredith as Tira Ironstag. <laughs> I'll just lift one from another episode. You should, yeah. you just you put should, one you in should, from You should put like week. an echo on it or whatever. I'm like, why is that Meredith like that? Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Oh, this is so bad, you guys. <laughs>